some of that in fair enough what's going on everybody this is frisky morrison friends with uh still day two at gtg fest in lansing michigan we're at avenue cafe and this episode we are joined with two of the members of the stick arounds from lansing michigan uh so first and foremost let's have you guys introduce yourselves and what you play in the band thanks so much steven uh i'm jeff and i'm uh i sing and play guitar and i'm a songwriter oh yeah I'm Matt, and I do all of those same things that Jeff does. <laughs> Perfect. So it, it makes sense that the yeah. two of you hooked up. Yeah. So let's talk origin stories. How do you guys know each other, and kind of how did you decide to play the type of punk rock music that you play? First of all, we don't play punk rock. We play uh, we play power pop. Yeah. And um, I was in a country band called the Gentleman Callers, and Matt was in um, an indie band called the Pantones 
and we had done a few shows together and uh, Matt and I started hanging out and we shared a mutual love of, of power pop and decided we this is what was something we wanted to do it, it basically started um, I sort of like to think that it started on a, like a, a mutual love of like um, we, we both did this thing that was kind of similar like I was in this folk indie band and Jeff was in this country indie band and we did kind of the same thing but like Jeff and I had this big swath of our record collections it was like uh, you know Big Star and Teenage Fan Club and uh, the Raspberries and the records and bands like that and um, you know and the Cars and Cheap Trick and it just kind of like turned into like a we should do something like these other things that we love that we've never done before yeah and so Jeff and I got together and we had another friend of ours who was in another band uh, Jason who was in Calliope and it just kind of became this thing where like the three of us decided we were going to start a band and it kind of morphed from there so it was like this it was almost like this decision that like we were going to make this it sounds super douchey but a creative shift you know <laughs> no um, but yeah but we were going to we were going to decide to do something completely different based on the things that we actually like this other thing that we actually loved yeah and so we sat down and we wrote songs and we did covers based on this whole world that we'd never really played in before and it was i i think i don't want to speak for jeff but it was the first time that i'd ever been in a quote-unquote rock and roll band yeah like i'd been in a bunch of different projects but it was the first time i'd ever been in like a true rock band okay and i would um, agree with that it just kind of grew from that that's awesome so with uh tonight is the lp release for you guys congratulations on that and uh you guys are releasing it on gtg records how did you guys getting was it they got in contact with you you got in contact with them just being lansing people you've known them for years how did that relationship form between the label and the band we were we were aware of of gtg and and had attended many gtg shows up to that point um and we had gotten to a point where we're ready to release an album and we just got with uh with tommy and timmy and said hey we we want to do this thing and we want to associate ourselves with uh, a community member who's really supportive and and really cool and they said yeah we we love you and we had played a number of shows with gtg bands uh-huh. at that point already and uh, they said, "Yeah, let's uh, let's do it and see what it sounds like." And they loved what it came out to be. And we recorded it at um, at a place called the Mystery Garage, okay, which is an undisclosed location on, <laughs> on Lansing's north side um, that um, the authorities were not aware of. And we but took that the, a the, liberty. The cool kids were okay. <laughs> and we, I guess, if we could be cool kids, um, but we took we we kind of took this weird philosophy where like two or three different times we had tried to make a record ourselves and then we were going to just yeah. release it yeah. on the GTG label and they were just like these fits and starts and we kind of decided like we had these 12 or 14 songs and so we just kind of came up with this idea on a whim one weekend where we were like what if we just played a couple shows and recorded the show live and that was the record and at first we were like, well, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. It, it seemed to be, that's where we yeah. we shone was during yeah, yeah. our live performances. Um, and none of the recordings so. that we had done really had that energy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we turned around and all of a sudden we realized, oh shit, 
we're gonna make a record in front of people <laughs> and there's no overdubs and there's no like safety net yeah. and it was kind of terrifying but yeah. it worked there's out no great like, hey can you play that song again and, uh, during your set and Isaac from the Hat Matter uh, who was kind of the sound guy and nice. sort of the, the guru at uh, the Mystery Garage he did all the engineering and um, we spent a day setting it up and we recorded it over the course of two shows and took the best takes and um, I'm I, we're really proud of the way it I'm turned out I'm exceptionally proud of it yeah really it's it's unlike. It's also weird because it's a debut record. Yeah. And so I think some people who are gonna like go out and I, I right. hope will buy this record and go home and go. Wait, this is a live record. Where's the other thing? Yeah. And like this is like this is the only way these twelve songs exist. Yeah. Which is I think kind of awesome because I don't know of other bands who have done this. And I think it's interesting too that like you were able to pull from two different shows where you could you could have had easily like. Two different mixes in the soundboard. Yeah, like so many. There was there's so many variables going that route. Where I feel like most bands, their debate is like, are we gonna do click or not? And you guys just like <laughs> took that to like the nth degree. And it, and it became a kind of thing where it was like our it drummer's was, kind of a click. He's kind of an enigma. He's a he's a click track. On, he's on a click track on his own. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, he's a little bit of a machine. And it was kind of weird because like it could have been a thing where I was like, okay, well if they match up, then we could do part of one song and part of another song, yeah. and we could do like a, a, a cut from the. And it just wound up being like, okay, well, no, Friday night's better than Saturday night on this song and vice versa on another song. Yeah. And it just, so it, it was very natural. And then it was just like, okay, pick the take that's good. Yeah. And so we had this conversation for like a week where it was like, these are the these are the takes we're gonna do, and then we mixed them. And I don't know, a month later, like we were sending it off to mastering, and it was getting pressed. Holy shit! But yeah. the folks the folks at GTG have been so supportive. Um, Tommy and, and Timmy and, and all those guys are just uh, they're fantastic people to to be associated with. They have such a genuine love for local music, and um, I can't imagine being associated with an with another record label. The other yeah. thing that just because I don't see other record labels getting involved in the Well, the, the other thing that's really that remarkable does. about this is that um, from our standpoint, at least for me, it was a it was a a feeling of these are people who they don't just care. Like there's a sense of it sounds totally cliche, but there's a sense of family. Yeah. Like they're like once you do this thing and you make a product or whatever whether that's a tape or a cd or a record or a, fuck a set of buttons yeah and you put them into the kitty like you're part of the family yeah and so you're all in this together and there's this community and there is this sense of like everybody's rooting for each other mm-hmm. and it's not like i've seen other scenes like in detroit or ann arbor or other places where like there's this very like there's, like there's a there's a lack of trust between bands there's infighting and and it's very much a uh, there's a Darwin aspect to the way people behave. It's like yeah. a, we're gonna look out for ourselves and whatever happens. If we can help, you fine. Yeah. Like here, <laughs> it's we're gonna help you, and then if that if that can help us, great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of it kind of works backwards. Yeah. And it's really, I feel very fortunate to be a part of it. It's yeah. Special. I it's, feel too. Your sound adds to the already diverse roster that is GTG Thank where you. it's like you nice. can like GTG is not just like oh we only put out like X band where it's yeah. like it is just like a plethora of awesomeness and it's <laughs> it like it brings to light the idea of like 
everyone inherently likes different types of music and yes. it's like somehow this like switch gets turned and there's the stigma that it's like oh if I'm a record label like I only have to put out this thing and it's like no you should put it out music really, that you like it and you're gonna like, like this and that and over here well, and over yeah, there when they were when they were putting together the compilation for GTG Fest Tommy contacted me about getting some material from my old country band and so it's <laughs> it's like yeah they're into the punk scene but they're also into the kind of straightforward and one rock, of the things that was that we're really doing. interesting about this was and Tommy also the country Tommy yeah. came Tommy came to us and one of the things he was really interested in was it wasn't just that he was interested in what the stick arounds were doing uh-huh. it was the three bands that Jeff and Jason and uh, myself and then our drummer Joel had been in yeah. so there's like this country band and then I was in this like sort of like Americana indie band and then Jason uh-huh. was in this like shoegaze kind of space rock band Nice. and so he was in he was into all that stuff and yeah. so it wasn't just like, okay, well, you guys do this power pop thing that's kind of garagey, so that sort of fits with what we're doing that's like based on the punk mold. He was like, no, I'm in because of the people who are involved. Yeah. And so I'm sure whatever you're going to do is awesome. So right. he was, yeah. in a way, they were kind of on board before they actually heard anything. Yeah. Which is, I guess, A, really kind of speaks to, is a real testament to their trust of people that they that they care about and that they that they like yeah but it's also an, an i think an assessment of how open-minded they are to, yeah like it does not have to be a punk label or like uh, a specific thing it doesn't have mm. to sound like you're talking about like we put out one kind of thing right like we're a thrash label or we're like a sure do metal label or whatever yeah, exactly um with these guys it's it's do we care about these people? Do they make a thing that sounds good? If the answer to those two questions is yes, <laughs> then we're going to find a way to make this happen. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's uh, focus in on the release again and kind of talk a little bit about the songwriting process. With you guys having such diverse musical backgrounds in terms of the different bands you've been in and the other bandmates that aren't here as well, is it... Is there a difference in your songwriting approach to this band as opposed to your other bands? There absolutely is. Um, and I, I like Matt's songs as much as I love my own. Um, I, I think that Matt comes from um, a more literary realm. Okay. And I think I come from maybe a more... Um, Thin Lizzy realm? Thin Lizzy realm, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so, the nicest I thing mean, I've ever said to you. I think that probably is. Yes, it is. I think, I think if you were to sit down and study our songs, simply lyrically, you would definitely find a difference. Mm. Um, I just think, but but from a chord progression standpoint, we're just looking for a hook. Yeah. And, no. um, well, I think... The interesting thing is whether we were in a country band or like a folk pop band or a power pop band or a rock and roll band, um, I think for the last 20 years I've been trying to figure out how to write a song that is the kind of thing you wake up in the morning and it's in your head in the shower. Yeah. Okay? Um, I'm not, like, I don't promise to do that, but Uh like, that's for me that's always the goal like there's like is there a vocal melody there that makes you go oh i hear that shit when i'm putting shampoo in my head yeah <laughs> you know 
Um, and at the same time, I wanted to kick ass. I wanted to. I, so I, my songs. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly. And, and it was a fun opportunity for us both to be in a band where like we could use fuzz pedals and like rock and roll and play really loud as opposed to like the two bands that that Jeff and I were in before. We played acoustic guitars. Like I did. Like I spent ten years where I didn't play an electric guitar in front of people. Wow. Yeah. And so the last like difference. Yeah. So the last four or five years have been a real treat in that I get to do a completely different thing. It's like, um, it's like doing a bunch of Woody Allen movies and then suddenly going, okay, you get to do like some Daniel Day Lewis shit. You know. Um, and for me, it's been really, it's been really fascinating to kind of figure out like. Like, to not not know that these were the things you wanted to do. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the natural reaction was, we're going to make a record. And it sounds like, I don't know, Wilco or Iron and Wine or Calexico or any number of bands. And then all of a sudden, you turn around. Or not any of those things. And then, what, but in the Pantones, that's what I was doing. And then I right. turn around, and then I'm in a band where, like, we're making, like, this big, like, squawky, like, fuzzed out, grungy, like three guitar assault like, <laughs> noise thing yeah. but it was still super melodic and there were yeah. like a ton of backing vocals and um, uh, you could you could sort of feel all those things come together and it was like uh, it was like if REM were super fucking loud <laughs> and then I got to be in that band Hell and yeah. that seemed really exciting to me so it seems like there's definitely like when a song comes to practice or comes to the table it's multiple people bringing ideas it's not just like one of you is bringing all the skeletons and the rest of the band is filling in everyone yeah typically what happens is i will bring a song that i've written or matt will bring a song that he's written and Mm -hmm. we'll say hey here's the chord progression that we've come up with and let's see how we can fill it in so it's really kind of a it's kind of a color by numbers yeah thing um, which works out really well because we're in a band with people who have a great pop sense, band who, who have a great structure sense. And we're in a band with people who have been in bands for 20 years. Yeah. You know, so you've got people who are like, no, you should, you should do a double chorus at the end, or this should have like, we should do a stop, like the drummer, our, our drummer will just say, no, this should have a stop at the end of the verse, and then there should be like, Two beats of empty space. Uh huh. Yeah. And you might that might not be written in, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that simple. Yeah. But it's but those, it, those little things where it, it's yeah. like as you're listening back, like that's when the chill yeah. goes down your spine. So you're like, other, yes, like exactly. it was the littlest thing that like yeah. changed so the whole words, song. So in other words, we bring that's a thing it. where we go, here's a vocal melody, here's some words, here's some chords. This sounds awesome. And then you give it to a group of three or four other people, and it becomes something even bigger than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. That's the best part about being in a band. Agreed. So with you guys being in bands, is there also a sense of perfectionism where you want to sit on a song and the songwriting process from inception to being on the set list is a really long time because you want to work and work and work on it? Or is the turnaround pretty quick because you guys are so seasoned that it's just like, yep, we know, bada bing, bada boom, put this here, put that there, it's in the set list the next day. Yes and yes. Uh, <laughs> and also no. <laughs> um, that has that has happened. Yeah, sure. Um, where we bring a song and and, and maybe uh, if I've written the song, I feel what is being suggested by the rest of the band is not what I envisioned. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, 
we're gonna sit on this one for a while. I'll make some revisions, we'll come back. So yes, of course that happens. But I would have to say, three out of four numbers, I bring oh, him, I bring him even, to the band. I would say four out of five. I mean, maybe. I mean, I bring him to the band and the band knows exactly what to do. They know just what I'm looking for. And the suggestions they make are right up my alley. Well, and Okay, so we just, we just put out a record at 12 songs. Yeah. We've probably got another 15 that are ready to go. We're going to start recording in the next couple weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Of those 14 or 15 songs, one of them we played that I had written. And, like, we played it a couple times and we were like, that chorus is great. The verse could get tightened up. Uh-huh. Other than that? Two of those songs we're playing tonight. Other than, <laughs> other than that, That Steve, are brand new. <laughs> they really were a situation where it was like, Okay, we just need to play those so we get the timing down right. So yeah. it's kind of a little bit of both, but for the most part, you're dealing with... I hesitate to call them professionals. I hope they don't hear this. Um, but they they know what they're doing. Yeah. If they play it a few times and they get comfortable with it, as long as the feel is there, yeah. we're ready to play. Yeah. I don't write bass parts. I don't write lead parts. <laughs> you certainly don't write drum parts. I definitely don't write drum parts. You so, don't speak drum? Yeah, I want yeah. the zap, zap, doop, da. No. Like, no. The hi-hat goes on the offbeat. No, none of that shit. You let the drummer figure that shit out. Yeah. But I, I, w- I would say for for the songs that, that are locked, for, for the songs that the band gets as soon as I bring it in, it doesn't take any more than three run-throughs. No. Yeah. A couple practices. Yeah. And and that's and that's true whether that's Jeff's song or my song. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's the occasional thing where it's like, okay, well, we need to sit on that, or we need to like. Sometimes you'll do a demo. Yeah. And you'll you know record that on your own. Like I did one of those a couple weeks ago. Just a and, scratch to and, sit on. And it, we'll yeah. just go here. Here's where the flow is. Maybe it's a little weird or something different we haven't done before. But for the most part, they just run with it. And Jeff and I are very lucky that we're in a band with people like that. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's awesome, though. Um, so, again, the album, they are letting me pick my two favorite tracks off of it. So you would have heard one already, and then you're going to hear one at the end. If you like what you hear, I'm going to post links to the Bandcamp and all that good stuff. So definitely check it out. Uh, definitely like them on Facebook and all that good social media stuff. Uh, we always wrap these up with a little bit of a speed round. I ask just random interview <laughs> awesome. questions. Are you uh, going to make us go alternate? You you, <laughs> a- you answer as an individual. Sweet. Okay. And when we get to the music ones, you can answer as a musician, not necessarily a member of the stick rounds. Fair enough. I like it. First CD, record, cassette, 8-track, first piece of music that you remember buying with your own money? Asia by Asia. Centerfold by Jake Giles Band. About a 45. <laughs> Favorite alcoholic beverage? Beer. A specific style? IPAs. We make our own. Matt and I together. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with an old-fashioned. Ooh. <laughs> we both are like Ooh. fancy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and get one of those in a minute. <laughs> if, um, if a band, let's say since I'm from Chicago, band yeah. from Chicago is going on tour and they're hitting three cities in Michigan, one of them is Lansing, your hometown, what would be the other two cities, towns in Michigan that they would hit? Detroit, of course, because everybody who comes to Michigan has to play Detroit. And Saginaw, Rock City, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Saginaw. Yeah. Hell yeah. People are going to go to Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. I, 
We've had a great time in Saginaw. Shout out to our boys in the Welfare Beer League. Yeah. And the Bama Lamas. And the Bama Lamas. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and we just had Welfare Beer League on the podcast, so definitely check them out. And they've been working with the stick arounds to play a few well, shows. Working. We're, I'm using air quotes again. Working is. <laughs> that's debatable. Yeah. They've been loosely affiliated with our nonsense and alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not, is not always a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, in Lansing, a favorite venue to play in? The Avenue. The Avenue. The Avenue. It's, that's the place to play. Absolutely. Specific reason why? Just the vibe, the people, Great all the room, above? Fantastic people. Good sound guy. Great drinks. I, there's no other place in town. Did the stick arounds do any covers? And if so, what was the first cover the band did? The first cover we did was Adirondacks by Brute. And the second which cover is, which and is the, Vic Chestnut with widespread panic. And the second cover we did was uh, <laughs> Angels Wanna Wear My Red Shoes by uh, Elvis Costello. Costello. Oh, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. What is your favorite the stick arounds song that you oh, put out? Ooh. That we've put out? Yeah. My favorite's The Enemy. My favorite is Fire and Rescue. Hell yeah. I wrote The Enemy. He wrote Fire and Rescue. <laughs> See how that can works? You, can you believe it? <laughs> Who would have guessed the Who song guessed? you wrote you like? <laughs> um, in, is in, there... all fa- in all fairness, though, my favorite Jeff song is also The Enemy. So My favorite Matt song is also Fire and Rescue. So there you go. Are you just saying that now? <laughs> no, I'm not. absolutely not. <laughs> it's true. Is, there, is that both for your favorite track to listen to and favorite track to play? Or is Ooh. there a difference that way? <laughs> No. Yes, they're both my favorite to play. I mean, really. Oh man! Although a couple of the new ones we're doing yeah, tonight. Yeah, a couple. On the record, yes. The new ones yeah. that we're doing. Um, you'll just have to come see us in a couple. Yes. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we come to Chicago, I guess. There you go. If there is, as a musician, living or dead, one band that you could open for, who would that band be? That is no contest. Waylon Jennings. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> you answered that so fucking quick, I don't have any time to think. You know Not what? with this band, but the Kinks. as a musician. <laughs> as the a Kinks. musician. The Kinks. Nice. If you could pinpoint one band that you either saw live or listened to that after hearing that band or seeing that band, you knew you needed to be in a band. I got this. R.E.M. Nice. Without fucking question. Hmm. This has nothing to do with anything I've ever done. I'm gonna say Anthrax. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. I saw them five times. Here's the thing. And they were so People are gonna fantastic. listen to this podcast. I know. I know. And they're gonna that's go listen thing. to a record and they're gonna go, this guy's this guy, fucking ass. No, that's nothing like what Anthrax Just so does. we know, the guy that answered Anthrax is wearing a beautiful white tie right now. <laughs> and so, a white dress shirt. And a white, yeah. So when he says, hey, I'm the guy in the white tie, and you're looking in a crowded room, it is like camouflaged into the shirt. You don't even know he's wearing a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um last question outside of michigan what is your favorite city to play i know stick arounds has kind of been keeping local but in any of your other outside projects of lansing or outside of michigan outside of michigan we've never played um, outside, outside of, of lansing then as a band as a band or in your other projects as a musician i'm gonna I'm gonna say Detroit. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's in Michigan, dude. Well, yeah, we'll say outside in Michigan. Of Lansing. 
because or outside of Lansing because outside of yeah I changed it. I gotta go Saginaw Rock City. I know you were gonna go Saginaw Rock City. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Detroit. Um, mostly because. We, we played a couple really good shows there, and there's a couple bands we really like a lot. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Saginaw is like our second hometown. It sure is. There's some great bands in Saginaw. Yeah. Nice. That's all I got. Okay. Short, sweet. Guys, thanks so much thanks, for coming Steven. on the Thank podcast. Thank you so much, Stephen. Really I always love it. the networking where and, complete um, strangers can come together well, for we, the love of music. <laughs> Jeff and I have been talking. We're going to find our way down to Chicago, and we're going to make this happen, so we'll come see you. Hell yeah. We're looking forward to it. And again, check out the links on the descriptions of this podcast. We'll definitely be keeping you updated on the new material from the Stick Arounds on the Frisky Morrison Friends Facebook page. From all of us at Frisky Morrison Friends, have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. This has been Frisky Morris Invades GTG Fest Day 2 featuring the Stick Arounds. Have a good one. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks.
Thank you very much.